Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. I often say that my career path has been a decision by design, and probably even one I was destined for. From the ripe old age of eight or nine, I remember having my little notebook that tracked my piggy bank balance and any notes on how and when I would be able to have enough money to purchase the next toy that I planned for or that I wanted. Yay for birthday money, I say. I would come to learn that that little notebook is actually a cash flow forecast, ironically, and something I'm still drawn to mastering to this day. Not to mention that accounting runs in my blood. My grandfather and my father were or are accountants. But that aside, I recall being in high school. And yeah, let me take you all the way back there. It feels like 103 years ago now. I recall being in high school and being really drawn to my accounting class, not only because I had a kick-ass teacher, she was so cool, but more so the content. For some reason, I was drawn to it. And what I was drawn to was this reoccurring theme of how numbers created growth for business, even back then, that numbers created growth for business. And in a particular conversation, we were talking about how business owners dictate or can dictate their own destiny in their business with the simple allocation of cash. That every money move that any business owner made, they were actually sealing their fate. Some knew it and some didn't. And I find that that's still relevant even today. And this particular conversation had such a profound impact on me because I realized in that moment that as a business owner, if I was ever to go down that path, I could control everything about it if I knew what I was looking for and what questions to ask. Okay, I know, I'm probably 15, 16 at this time thinking way beyond my years, but it was, it was exactly what was happening at the time. Now, whilst I'd like to say that was the very moment that had me applying for my accounting degree, I will say that I was also at that point torn between being an accountant or an historian. Poll opposites, I agree, but it explains so much about why I was never going to be that traditional accountant that I needed some sort of adventure in my life. So in the midst of me being tortured between what I knew was ingrained in me and adventure that I was seeking, my dad, ever so subtly, pointed out that getting a job in accounting was going to be so much easier than becoming an historian. And he had a point, especially back then. Because I felt as though my back was a little bit against the wall. Whilst I had these grand plans of being a historian, I actually wanted to travel the world and and talk about, of all things, the architecture that shaped our world. But having these grand plans even back then, 
I felt as though, and no one was putting this pressure on me except what I felt like societal pressure. I felt like I was limited to my direction and my choice. And maybe that was dictated by the fact that my school, my high school, only offered so many different electives. There was none of these creative electives that would take you down different paths. We were restricted to some degree. So it's not like today where the possibilities are endless for school leavers with VCAL and and even just having access to the online that we do and what we could develop and create in terms of businesses from an online perspective. But I will say this, as it came to be, I actually ended up with both in my world to some degree. I ended up being able to be and do what is ingrained in me, the finance and the business side of things. And I can tell you right now, I have had a lot of adventure along the way in differing degrees. So having said that, I got into my first preference of university, yay for RMIT, and thought it was going to be a breeze. Boy, was I wrong. Let me give you the hot tip. Cutting classes to drink beer at the pub and play pool doesn't pay off. Well, it certainly didn't pay off like I assumed it would. So when the dean invited me to state my case as to why I should be allowed to keep my place there, it freaked me out a little bit because this was really strange for me as I'd never actually failed at anything in my life. School was my thing. But you know what? This was something that had to happen to me back then because it allowed me to get that fire in my belly again and motivate me to not lose sight of my end goal. And my end goal was to get my degree, get the experience that I needed to then go into business for myself. It was that simple. I'll tell you right now, I'm not a textbook knowledge kind of person. I love reading textbooks. I love learning. But I always believe that you can't come straight out of learning from textbooks into the big wide world and assume you're an expert at it. I think experience, in my opinion only, counts for so much more than that. And so I couldn't lose sight of that end goal. Getting my degree was just one step in the process. I needed to get the experience to then be able to transition into business for myself. And it had to be because as it turns out, I wanted it more than anything. Now, I was on my way to getting my degree, clearly having convinced the dean to keep me, but I needed to think about what the next stage was going to look like. If experience was something I had to have or that I really wanted to have in order to call myself an expert in anything, I needed to work out the next steps. So whilst everyone else in my class was still in part-time roles at Maccas and Maya to earn money to get through uni, I pounded the pavement. Off I went to sort out financial roles that would give me that foundational experience that I needed to get ahead of the curve once I graduated. If you've ever seen an accounting class graduate from uni, it's massive. There are lots of people you have to compete with when you're all graduating at the same time. So for me, I thought I would get these foundational roles out the way whilst I was going through the process of getting my degree rather than waiting to the end when everybody else would be applying as well. Turns out that went in my favor because with my graduation from uni coming thick and fast, 
I was actually presented with a full-time role as an accountant. So here I was, fresh-faced, barely out of uni, and I'll explain that in a moment, and now I'm going into an accounting role, an accountant's role, because I'd already done all that support role experience from the part-time roles that I was doing over the last four years whilst everyone else was at Macca's and Maya. So I was doing that whilst I was studying. So all of those roles like accounts payable, payroll, accounts receivable, accounts clerk, I was already, I'd already done them all. I ticked them off my list. So when I was presented with this role to be full-time as an accountant, I was so excited because I was going to graduate from uni, I was going to have this amazing role. But at the time I was offered the full-time role, I had to take a huge risk because time wasn't on my side. I had four subjects left to finish my degree, which I was doing full-time. Because I was full-time, I couldn't change midway through to go part-time to be able to start this full-time role as an accountant and complete my final trimester. So that was the conundrum. But as I do, (laughs) I decided to run the gauntlet and I took a punt on myself and decided to take on self-study and risk it all by winging it and hopefully graduating still on time and working full-time. It wasn't easy because I had to juggle and I guess fight that inner demon between not turning up to lectures and just rocking up to my exams, hoping that I'd done enough to be able to pass. And then I had to to realize or rationalize in my head that if I fail, I've just extended my degree again, which didn't sit well with me. So it had to work. And I'm pleased to say it did. Much to my surprise, it worked and it was so worth it. So here I am starting my full-time journey in radio. Not the sexy part of radio, but the financial side of it. I realized at this point in time and having been able to juggle that running of the gauntlet that I actually now have opened myself up to some real choices on what experiences I would actually be able to expose myself to throughout my career. So at that point in time, I decided to take what I could from every role whilst I was there and literally choose what was next. So from radio, I ended up at Crown Casino here in Melbourne in the corporate finance team. It was also around this time that I decided to go get my CPA accreditation, so Certified Practicing Accountant, and I did it to add the layer that I needed to solidify my qualifications. And I had to study for it. So there was some more, throw another four years in the mix and there was more study. So now with all my textbook knowledge under control, tick. And once I got what I needed from Crown Casino, I knew I wanted to learn more at that point in time about retail and wholesale. And I personally wanted to do it at Country Road. It was a favorite brand of mine. So I decided to send a letter to the CFO at Country Road and told him in this letter, that it would actually be remiss of him not to meet with me. So we met, which was again surprising, but I took a punt and he hired me. I got the wholesale and retail experience that I needed at that point in time. And I absolutely loved it. What a ride. 
you know, learning from some of the best in the business on how this works. It was really fantastic to have that grounding. Then I decided to turn my attention next to services because at this point in time, I was ready to take on anything. I got a job at Manpower and not the strippers for those that know Manpower. Manpower itself is an organization that basically takes the job experience from start to finish. You know, there's a whole gamut of things that the Manpower group actually do. I do want to say here that this was the first time I had ever moved for money in a role and not just the experience. And can I tell you, I don't know about anyone else's experience, but I will never, ever do that again. It was a really good lesson that I needed to learn. Sure, I got the experience and exposure to a global role, tick. But I also learned that money shouldn't be the motivating factor ever. And I'm so glad that I learned that early on in my career. It was something that I had to experience and something that I had to learn. From here, I would go on to learn more about the telecommunications industries with Vodafone. Now, I never thought I'd go into telecommunications because, again, it was a decision by design or a career by design at this point. So telecommunications, after being in some really cool roles with some really cool companies, it just wasn't what I had envisaged. But it was an amazing ride while I was there. And again, talk about experience, gave me a ton of experience. However, this is where I hit a wall. For the first time ever, I'd stopped to challenge whether I was on the right path. Now, I don't know if that had something to do with the industry that I was in or whether I was just in a certain place in my life, but I quit my job. And not only did I quit my job, I hopped on a plane and headed to the continent of Africa. I decided at this point that I needed to put myself outside my comfort zone and smack bang into a tent in the middle of the Serengeti to see if I could find my true calling. And let me tell you now, I can confirm camping is not my true calling. And that doesn't matter how far away you travel. If you're actually meant to do something, it's right there with you. So from Africa to Egypt or from the Serengeti to Egypt, I went back to my roots. Egypt is where my dad was born. But there was still this desire at that point for me after this travel to build businesses and to help even more so than be guided through their numbers. So I've come home from my trip with an eye infection. Let's just deviate slightly. I told you it was adventurous. With an eye infection that actually threatened that I could go blind. So after four months of living in the dark, literally, I was cleared with not even a scar on my eyeball. That's a tale for another time. It was a nasty moment in my life, but I can tell you right now, when you live in the dark, you see things more clearly. So I took a role, a CFO role at a jewelry company and decided from that point that I was no longer just going to be the doer. If I wanted to have my own business and that was the ultimate goal, I would have to now be the change. I would have to now drive the change and create a significant impact with any business that I was about to work with. And the next couple of companies that I worked with would confirm this for me. It's what I had to do. Then through a change in circumstances as life would have it, 
I was thrust into making the decision to go out on my own. Probably a lot earlier than I thought, but still, I was armed with 15 years experience by this point. I was, I'd learned from some of the biggest businesses in Australia, so it was time. So here I am, day one of being a business owner, and I thought, you know what, my day's going to start with me reading the newspaper. Yes, I was reading the newspaper back then. Enjoy a cup of tea, and then I was going to get out there and introduce myself to the world. Nope, wrong. I was marred by this overwhelming panic, day one. Can I do this? Do I have what it takes? Where do I start? What do I do? And there was a whole lot of this unknown. It was as if I was coming out of high school for the very first time and not having experienced what I experienced. I had to shake this off. I'd already made the decision to move into that role. So day two, I get up and as it turns out, I got my first job. Granted, it was someone I'd worked with before, but it was my first job as a business owner nonetheless. And I was so excited. And whilst I paused and thought, oh, you know, it's someone I've worked with before. What I hadn't realized at that point in time is that that was a referral. They had come back to me because of something that I'd done in the past. And that was, that's okay. It's okay to build my business on those sorts of foundations because what a solid foundation it is to have somebody come back to you. But the doubt was still there. I was just a little calmer about it. And then jobs started coming in. It was confirming to me that I had something worth working towards. And whilst it was boring shit, many business owners saw the purpose of it and it resonated with them for some reason. But more important than the jobs rolling in for me were the results that these business owners were experiencing. Now, all of a sudden, the doubt's gone. It made sense. I was where I needed to be. So it wasn't about how many wins I got on the board. That was my first lesson of being a business owner. It was how many wins my clients got on the board because that's what kept that first job coming back. That's the person that keeps coming back because I was nurturing and I was demonstrating results by these strategies that we'd put into place. I was having a grand old time, right? Six months into starting a new business, I found myself pregnant. Yes, pregnant. (laughs) Whilst this was a blessing, it was another learning curve I needed to navigate. My business was taking off and it felt so good. And now the jobs that I could book in were all of a sudden driven by this deadline of my due date. Now, I'm probably not allowed to say that. And that's probably not a thing a mum should say. But it was a harsh reality for me because I tried to nurture my first baby being my business. And now I had a second one coming along, or my first child. And I remember being so focused on work that I actually told a client when they asked about setting our date to do our coaching, I'd said to them, look, I can't do the 5th of May because that's my due date. So I'm having a baby on that day, but I can confirm our one-on-one session for the 21st of May. And we had the session. She, she booked me in. We had the session. And just like that, my maternity leave was over. That was the extent of my maternity leave. And I know I'm not alone when it comes, when you're, when you're a business owner and you're a mum, the balancing act is real. And you know what? 
I'm 10 years down the track and it still is to this day. It was at this time that I got offered one of the most amazing opportunities and that was a position to teach at JMC Music and Entertainment College in the area of business. It was amazing. I loved the whole eight years that I was there. I juggled this and running my business. It was a hard slog, but because that role combined everything I wanted to be doing, I had to give it my all. Here I am, smack bang in the middle of what I wanted to do. I wanted to educate people about running a business and how numbers can really change the outcome. And here I've got all these students that are pen poised and ready to go out into the world and start their entertainment businesses listening to me. I created the curriculum. I set the scene for them. It was amazing. I was doing what I wanted to be doing. So you fast forward 10 years. I'm not going to bore you with all the dramatics in between, but the challenges have been real. And as messy as my journey has been, it has been laced with some amazing clients who have an extraordinary thirst to learn more about making their businesses better. I've had my fair share of challenges and I've had to learn so much about myself in the process. But you know what? I really wouldn't change a thing. I'm actually doing what I'm meant to be doing. I'm often asked what qualification I receive to do what I do. Because let's be honest, being a coach, it's such a saturated field. It's actually a saturated term. When I first started out in business, I called myself the director of possibilities. But I was, it was recommended to me that I got straight to the point and told people I was a coach. But it is so saturated. So when I'm asked what qualifications I receive to do what I do, to me, the answer is simple. I'm qualified by doing and doing again and doing again until all the mistakes were made and the strategies were developed, and even more so that the results of those strategies that I developed confirmed that I had it right. Whilst I have the paperwork to qualify me, that's only one third of the story. The paperwork just confirms that I did a lot of study. It doesn't qualify me without the experience that I've gained and continue to gain working with business owners every single day. My journey is certainly not over. I'm learning every single day and there's still so much more ahead. So this year, I'm actually celebrating my 10th year of being in business and I'm very, very excited about that. So it really got me thinking about how I can best continue to deliver all of these learnings to those willing to move the needle in their businesses because there are a lot who want to or say they want to, but don't really take the steps necessary to do so. After loads of beta testing and listening to what is needed and what works, I'm taking my business into a new phase that allow me to keep doing what I love, which is great, but reaching so many more than I've been able to in the past. And I couldn't be more excited. I'm kicking off 2022 with a spotlight guided online course on financial forecasting with a focus on cash flow. We as business owners have had such challenges over the last two years, and cash flow has been at the forefront of it. So it was only fitting for me to start here. I'll be following this with announcing my pricing academy, where I'll be opening the doors to my step-by-step guide on how to master your pricing strategy, whether you're a service-based business or a product-based business, every single time, and gain full control over your margins and your costs unapologetically 
to setting your prices into your industry and doing it successfully. At the same time, I'm going to be focusing my attention on business growth coaching groups, and they're going to be based on industry types. So it's not just going to be a generic, come join me, you're a business owner, and I'm going to coach you some generic growth strategies. This coaching is going to be exclusive coaching and will be limited to about 20 participants at a time. It's going to run for about a two-month or 60-day period, and it will be industry-specific. So I'm going to allocate 2022 to the beauty industry, photography industry, and trade industries. So it's going to be very, very detailed and very specific. There is so much to do, and I have so many plans. I've loved my journey thus far and can't wait to see what the next few years brings. But if I can finish up by saying there are three things I've learned in terms of going into business. The first is that it's a lonely road to walk until you find the right people that walk with you. Not ahead of you, not behind you, but with you and support you through it. The second, you're going to need help and you're going to need to ask for it from the right people. So be sure when you are asking for it, make sure you get exactly what you need from it rather than paying for something that's too generic. Go straight to the source. We live in a time where people are very, very specific on their approaches to things. And I think I think that's a really good opportunity to find the right person for what you need. And the third, stay true to yourself. You have to stay true to who you are and what your objectives are. There's going to be a lot of noise and there's going to be a lot of doubt and you're going to doubt yourself over and over and over again. But that doubt will make you stronger. That doubt will make you look for what you need and it'll push you. That's just my words of wisdom. That's what I've learnt amongst other things. (laughs) Too many to mention. But you know, I can't wait to see what the next parts of my journey are and what I've got to learn. So until then, stay tuned in to this podcast because I have so much more coming on for you. So stay well, my friends. And of course, I hope you make it count. And that's it, guys, for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'll see you next time.